Okay. Uh, do okay. you have a question? Yeah, so hello folks and welcome to the virtual cafe. I am your host, Shagilala Salami. I'm just really high right now. I've had so much technical problems. I'm just glad it's over now. Anywho, who's next? What can I get you today? Uh, well, for myself, all I really need is a glass of water. Sorry, we do not serve water in this virtual cafe. I don't know why everybody comes here asking for water. Go to your tap and get water. I can get you a proper drink. Do you drink hot chocolate? <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? As I tell people, I, um, when I was younger, I used to have a, a, a terrible Coke habit. Um, I used to drink a, a two-liter bottle a day. Okay. And the problem was that uh, I, I found that I was always kind of bouncing off the walls with far too much energy that I could handle. So I have since uh, decided no caffeinated beverages. So perhaps an herbal tea, uh, if, if you've got that, but um, no soft drinks, no coffee. Uh, hot, even hot chocolate has uh, too much caffeine in it. Which hot chocolate have you been drinking? Because last time I checked, hot chocolate doesn't have caffeine in it. Well, maybe this is uh, a difference between the UK and, and Canada, but uh, yes, ours certainly does. Really? Oh, dear. See, the little human, she's upset now. It's raining and she can't go outside. But, oh, well, okay, I can give you green tea. How does that sound? There you go. Okay, perfect. We're not yet two, but you know we're ha we're going through that terrible twos phase. <laughs> Little human is slamming on doors. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I will try to pacify her to see if she will get your your green tea. Uh, what would you like with your green tea? <sighs> Well, I haven't had any breakfast yet, so uh, possibly a croissant. Nice, nice. And I have a preference to croissants from London than from France. I've been to France once, I had their croissants, and I didn't like it. I prefer the London one, so yes, you're in good company. Once with the, the little human stops her tantrum, we can get you a nice croissant and green tea. Okay? Who's next? Oh, by the way, you didn't even introduce yourself. What's your name? What do you do? Oh, me? Well, uh, my name is uh, Ira Neyman. I uh, am a writer, obviously. Um, I'm mostly a humor writer. I decided that uh, writing humor was what I wanted to do with my life when I was eight years old. Uh, I'm far away from eight years old now. Um, Yeah, it's sad but true. I'm so grateful that this is just going to be audio and people don't actually have just how advanced I am. Uh, but it has allowed me to do a lot of things. I have two different book series. Okay. Uh, one is called the Alternate Reality News Service. They send reporters off into other dimensions and then they come back and write news articles for what they find. It's um, been described by a couple of readers as a science fiction version of The Onion, for uh, your listeners who are familiar with that. Um, I have six books in that series. They are self-published, which is kind of why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, but I also, since starting to do that, I also have 
um, series of novels that are published actually by Elsewhen Press, which is based in Britain. Um, okay. They follow the adventures of the Transdimensional Authority. They are the people who monitor and police uh, travel between universes when you are somewhere you shouldn't be doing something naughty. They're the people who find you, stop you, and take you back where you belong. So, you know, in a nutshell, I, I do all sorts of other writing as well, but in a nutshell, that's me. Oh, hello? We're here. I'm in another dimension thinking Have about Have I broken things? <laughs> no, 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 no. There was, a, there was a bit of an echo, so I changed to where I connected the... My headphones is a USB plug-in-and-play type one, so I just changed the portal where I put it in because I was hearing again a bit of an echo, and I wanted to just make sure that it wasn't from my end. Uh, okay, that's fine. Well, thanks oh. for... What well, you sounded okay... You it's sounded okay before... I'm getting an echo from you now. Right, okay. I'm putting that very well. But when you're speaking, there's a bit of an echo. How did the IRS on to you? Hmm. Well, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a bad echo now, too. You know. Okay, I'm I interpreted back how it was before. <clears throat> Hello? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, am I better now? Do I still echo? No. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I put it back no, to where much it was. better now. I put it back to where it was before. It's just because when you were speaking the first time, there was a bit of an echo, so I wasn't sure if it was from my end. Um, but that's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, so how about you, Ken? What would you like to have? I like that hot chocolate with a, uh, a French lemon tart. Yay! Yay! And now you're going quite fancy. I don't know how to bake that. You see, this is a virtual cafe with just two people here. I'll probably go down the store and order you a store-bought one, but you know, you didn't hear that. I only, I only do fancy, so I say cake, you know, chocolate, uh, what else? Chocolate and biscuits. So I do like a nice Oreo cake. My specialty at the moment is chocolate or Oreo cake. That's about, that's where my specialty is right now with cakes. Um, yeah, that'll work too. Yeah, like that. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so whilst the little human is doing her tantrum, and hopefully she's going to resolve that in a few minutes. Oh, you've not even introduced yourself. What do you do, Ken? I'm an artist and a writer and a writer and an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the time of day. So I've written a book. Manifesting one two three, and okay. you don't need number three. It's at uh, manifesting one two three dot com, and I was fortunate in that um, I was in the company of some very very gifted people, and unlike a lot of other manifesting books that have come before, I learned how thoughts literally make things, mm. and that's a game changer. I'm not in the wishing and hoping game, so I can send them things in thought, and they can watch them form up in their living rooms. Yes, from a from a vapor. Yeah. It's all on the other side, that other dimension that I and I like so much. <laughs> but your thoughts are literally making things of the unseen field around you, and this is breakthrough information. It's a game changer. So uh, it's very popular. I've been, I picked up another award a couple days ago. Uh, number one on Amazon uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and it does very well in the UK as well. And then as an artist, I'm just KenElliott.com with two L's and two T's. And I'm the real deal, and I show across the country and have prints and posters and 
do large original landscapes, uh, mm. covered landscapes. Had very good mentor there as mm. well. So, very fortunate guy and stay very busy. I'm pretty happy uh, just making things all the time. Oh, fabulous, fabulous. You know what? I think I'm going to dissect your brain today. I'm going to go past, you know, because, oh, something else, you know, there are two things that I keep hearing about on, um, on Twitter, right, that it makes me... If you keep following those two things, right, it can make you have a complex. So it seems like every single author that I follow on Twitter is a best-selling author or an award-winning author, and I'm neither of those. And I'm like, how come everybody else is a best, you know, a best-selling yeah. author and an award-winning one? It's like, how do you get to become a best-selling author and an award-winning author? And what am I doing wrong? Well, you you enter those um, competitions. Well, if it's any console, go, Ira. If, if it's any consolation, I've been writing for uh, almost 50 years, and I've never won an award, and I've never been a best-selling author. Okay. You've only been writing for about two now, you say? No, less than a year. I started last year, almost last year. Less than a year. Okay, so you've got 49 years to go. Ah. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fine then. Because you know, like when you follow these authors and then they put it on their little profile, best-selling author, award-winning author, and you're like, everybody's a best-selling author. Everybody's an award-winning author. Sure, can be. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you enter shows, and you know, sometimes they come to you, um, mm. but most of the time you've got to run the bases on that. And they and the. Uh, best-selling thing on Amazon. They have a lot of categories, and yes. you, you get number one in that category, and you get bragging rights for life, right? <laughs> you know, that, and, and, and it, it, it may be when I'm drinking here, Ira, I don't know. You never know about that sort of stuff. But, uh, <laughs> I just showed him a Coca-Cola that I was having for breakfast. Well, yeah. I have one a day. I love those things and drank them too much like Ira. I'm down to one a day now. Okay. Now, Ira, I've got to tell you something, right? You've got to pray that nobody from your, what is your drug enforcement agency in America called? Because you know at the beginning you said when you were younger you had the Coke problem? <laughs> Coke problem? <laughs> a cola. Wink, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that my dry sense of humor? Well, keep in mind, though, Keep in mind, though, that um, I'm Canadian, so I'm not actually worried about the American Drug Enforcement oh, yes. Agency. Yes, sorry. yes, If I was American, I would probably have couched the joke very, very differently. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all right. <laughs> okay. Well, the little human seems to have gotten over her tantrum now, and she just seems to want to laugh with us, which is good. So maybe now she can actually get on and get the drinks ready and get the cakes and all of that and the croissant. Uh, <clears throat> so while she's doing all of that, you guys think. Okay, so if I can get my thoughts together and sort of not think about Coke problem. <laughs> I know, I'm not very funny, but I, I will attempt. You guys can laugh at least. And just, you know, make me feel good, like I've got a good sense of humor and I'm quite funny, you know. See, even the little human is humoring me, so come on, humor me. Well, I, I'm in a very serious mood because I know chocolate is coming, so that's another, uh, I'm not going to call it a problem, but that's a very serious thing with me. I like my chocolate. <laughs> we're, just, we're just going from one thing to another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. Now, with millions of books that are published, you know, every year, um, 
only a few of those books get to the top of the list, you know, that allows ease of discovery. Because if you go to, you know, a lot of people have said that places like Amazon and Nuke and Cobra and iTunes and what you have it, you know, they're literally just directories, you know. So if you go there, you know, how easy is it to find a book? So if you don't know a book by the title, because obviously if you do know a book or the author's name or the title, you know, it's easier to find that book. But if you were just going there and you were browsing by category, you know, it's quite, with millions of books that are currently available, you know, it's almost like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Um, you know, and then, you know, so only a few of them drew some, you know, Amazon magic. Uh, you know, they seem to find their way that it allows them to be discovered easily. Um, so if you're not part of those, you know, if you're not like, you know, Stephen King or any of the other popular authors, you know, your book sort of almost gets lost in this, you know, Amazon black hole. Um, Ira, what's your take on it? I mean, how easy do you think it is to get discovered in places like Amazon and iTunes as a new author? I think it's actually really difficult. Um, you're absolutely right. The last year that we have figures for was 2010, and there were three million books published in the English language, not including other languages, uh, in that year alone. Wow. Um, the great thing about living in the Internet age is that anybody can publish their books. Hmm. The bad thing about living in the Internet age is that, and they do, uh, the competition for people's attention, which has not grown, um, yeah. is so much more fierce. Yeah. Uh, what I tell people, uh, I used to um, teach at, uh, at a university here in Toronto, and what I told my students was, uh, A, if you want to be an artist, the only reason to be an artist is because you love making art. Yeah. A lot of people think it's going to be an easy road to riches and fame, almost entirely untrue. For a vast number of artists, they will never make that much money and they will never be that well known. Uh, so the only reason for being an artist is you love doing it. You love writing, you love painting, whatever it happens to be. Hmm. Um, and to understand that if you do have some measure of success, it won't be overnight. To be an artist is to commit yourself to 20, 30, 40 years of practice, of honing your craft, of constantly getting better at making your art, and maybe, maybe at the end of that process, you will have done well enough that you will have accumulated an audience. Yeah. Okay? There are no guarantees. But what I also tell them is, look, if you've dedicated your life, 20, 30, 40 years, to something you love, and you don't make a lot of money yet, you don't have a big audience, you've devoted your life to something you love. And that in of itself is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the things that I think, in terms of answering your question, would be very helpful is for people to keep in mind that if you're going to be there for the long term, you should be thinking about how you build your career. So everything that you do should be a step to getting you closer to getting that audience that you want. 
So yeah. to use my example, um, I have a website, mm -hmm. Pasho Fall, uh, started it in 2002. The website was originally just meant to be a place mm -hmm. where I could hone my craft, I could do my writing, I update every week. Um, and if other people actually wanted to come to the website and see what I was doing, that was cool, but it was mostly for my own benefit. Yeah. The alternate reality news service books that I talked about were an offshoot of that. Realizing that, um, that it would be difficult for people to find my website, I thought, okay, if I start publishing books, then I'll get listed on Amazon, I'll, you know, how to get readers. Mm. Um, getting a publisher for my novels was the next step because um, self-publishing, although it's still, uh, although it's getting better, still has kind of a stigma attached to it. A lot of people sort of look at self-published books and go, well, you know, if you were a real writer, you could get a publisher. You wouldn't need to self-publish. Mm. Um, in my case, that's not true. The stuff that I self-published, no publisher was ever going to go for. Mm -hmm. So the only way to get it out into public was to self-publish. Yeah. But just the fact that I now have somebody who publishes my novels, somebody who is not me and who is not related to me, um, is uh, legitimizes me as an author in the eyes of potential readers. So mm. that was important. Now, Elsewhen Press, the publisher of my novels, uh, is a small press, and they have um, limited promotional resources, Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. So what I'm doing now, including uh, for them, I've got a fourth one coming out later this year, but now I'm looking, I have a, a standalone novel that's not part of the series that I'm looking at getting published with larger publishers who do have more um, more promotional clout. Yeah. Right. Uh, cross your fingers. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm also looking at having my first novel adopted as a TV series. Right. Okay. Either of those two would expose me to a much wider audience. So when you look at the overall arc of my writing career, um, you can see that I'm always planning my next move to increase my audience and to uh, help my career in that way. Right? Yeah. So well, sorry, can this I would be my oh. advice. If you want to do that, if you, if you want to be an artist, um, be thinking about the long-term career and how every step along the way gets you closer to what you want. Right. Okay. So okay. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. So basically, you're saying, you know, that it's going to be more or less quite difficult as a newbie um, to get discovered on places like Amazon and iTunes and Nook and all the rest of them. So it's better to just focus on your career and building your audience. Is that what you're saying? Uh, absolutely, and especially your craft, right? Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you, the first stuff that I wrote when I was eight years old, um, mm. if I still had it, I'm sure I'd be really, really embarrassed by it. Mm. Um, we're not all fully formed artists when we, when we uh, start. Mm. Um, so work on your craft. Get better. Always be improving your writing. Mm. Um, and I do believe that, you know, if good writers will find their audience. Mm -hmm. It may take you uh, 
a while. It may take longer than you would like. Uh, but I do believe that you will if you just keep at it and keep getting better. Right. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that. Uh, and how about you, um, Ken? What are your main tips for, to, you know, to help um, book discovery? Um, you know, what five tips would you give a newbie author with regards to promoting his book? You know, when you started out as an, as an author, what was your first light bulb moment? I mean, like, what did you do? that, you know, okay, so what do you know now that you failed out before that if you could go back in time, you will go, aha, I know this now, so I shouldn't have done that? Well, I'd, I'd probably do it pretty much the same way. You know, at the beginning of it, I like what Ira said, and, and I, as an artist, as a painter, and as a writer, but I'll speak as a painter first, I, I teach classes, and a lot of people want to know the business side as well as the artistic side. Mm. And and one of the things that I tell them on the business side, uh, to just parrot what I was saying, to just get behind that, is everything I do as a painter mm. supports the price of the oils. Those, mm. are, those are the high ticket items, and that's what pays the rent. These doing little small things and uh, that sort of stuff is not going to make it. Uh, you mm. know, if you're if you're a blogger, that's fine, but uh, if you can make a lot of money as a blogger, that's one way. If you're making a lot of money. You, how can you make a living? Mm. And maybe you don't need to make a living. Uh, and I don't want to get this bogged down on money because I'm a guy that wrote a book about manifesting. Mm. And there's money, and there's the equivalent of money. So I don't want to get bogged down on that because uh, read the book and you have an unfair advantage on this sort of thing, as one of my bosses like to say. I love that mm. term. So um, this, before I decided to write a book, I had something important to say. I mm. felt like it was important to say because I had something new. Yeah. There are a lot of books on manifesting, and I just didn't want to be another in a pile of books, because there, you know, there's what another 50 titles coming out every month or something like that to mm. just make up a number. So you can be invisible, but we are working on an international scale, which is something we couldn't do before because of the internet. I, yeah. I like the way Ira thinks, and he's not thinking locally, and he's he's thinking long term, and what he's doing today uh, is part of a longer term plan, and. Mm. And just throwing some stuff out there, and if it's not that entertaining, if it's not that good, why would anybody want to read it or even tell somebody else about it? So, yeah, you know, it it starts with have something to say if you're writing or if you're painting that you have something to present. And you know, a bottom line for a lot of this, uh, and I'll just sort of cut to the chase on this. I can think right off the top of my head about two things that are important in this regard. Yeah. We're the entertainment business, number one. People yeah. want to be thrilled. They yeah. want to be entertained. That's why they look at that television show. That's why they buy uh, the, those streaming downloads if it's textual, if it's, if it's uh, audio, music. And mm -hmm. the other thing is, uh, I learned from a great mentor, he said, if you put the truth in something, people will want it and they won't know why. If mm. you put the truth in something, they'll want it and they don't know why. That, that's true for painting. And, and some of the greatest comedians, Ira knows this, if, if you're talking about the human condition, you make it funny, you can't take your eyes off of it. You want more of that because, you know, you're laughing at yourself or your neighbor or your relatives than the, from that last Thanksgiving dinner. We, we can start doing some stand-up right now. And it'd be hilarious because we're going to be speaking to the truth. Yeah. We'll put some humor in it. Yeah. So, so doing the, um, you know, self-publishing, I do two things. I have... I have a version that Amazon has, okay. and then I have a version that I built, 
and uh, had professionally edited and with a professional color cover. And mm. so Amazon is just duplicating that, and they have their own systems, their own way of doing things. So I just let them have their version, different mm. ISBN. And then I publish myself and print my own and distribute my own in my way. So I, I'm trying. I'm playing it both ways because I, I kind of think I know what I'm doing, but I really don't. <laughs> and, and this thing's evolving on a month-to-month basis. So I'm, I'm uh, as I like to say, I'm a belt and suspenders man. I'm doing both. Hmm. Okay, but in what five tips though would you give you know a your newbie author? You know what would be your your tips? Um, you know with regards to promoting. So you know like everybody likes these. Like you know if you go somewhere, like five tips to become a successful businessman or five tips to solve you know whatever it is. So let's make our list today. What five tips? You know I think what's today's episode? Five easy steps for to promote your book. So what are you, what are your five easy steps? Well, I threw out a couple. Don't do it unless you have. A compelling reason to put it out there. Okay, that's number one. You know, it's entertaining or it's truthful. Uh, okay. Just to throw out a couple of things. Yeah. Um, as I like to say, you got to want it. You know, you can't get the lid off the peanut butter. You got to really get on. You got to torque that lid. You got to really want that peanut butter. <laughs> so it's going to take a lot more time than you think. So you really got to want it. You got to yeah. love it. Yeah. And and uh, in our case, a, a lot of us who write uh, more than painting, I think. Ira is putting humor out in the world uh, because he's in service. I'm going to make an assumption, mm. and I'm doing a service too. We're giving something. We're sharing something. Yeah. And, and God bless you, Ira, because you're putting a, a light spin on some pretty heavy things going on on the planet, right? And 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 uh, we need some people like you. And you said you couldn't get a publisher. I like what Lenny Bruce said. We need the deviants. You may or may not be one of those deviant fellas, but uh, if, if, if humor goes where it needs to go, it, it sounds a little deviant at times. Yeah. So you got to really want it. And um, you don't have to have money to do it. Mm. You can get the equivalent of money so other people can come in. You can you know, Other ways you can track people to the, to the project. Mm. Um, if you have money or the equivalent of money, it, it's going to take some of that. It's not going to yeah. be free. Yeah. Um, it's not as expensive as it used to be. Once you hit the button, you don't have 5,000 books under the bed like the old days. You can print on demand. Mm-mm. And you need to be out there. You've got to say yes. You have to lean forward and accept invitations or make things happen. You have to self-promote. You can't be shy and do this. Yeah. And if you have something really, really brilliant, really, really good, there's no guarantee they'll come to you, but it sure helps. And, and Ira is dead on you're always perfecting your skill. Yeah. You get better. You get better and better and better. And when I'm teaching painting, mm. uh, I like to tell people, if you really love a painting you did on Tuesday, mm. and, and Thursday you get up in the morning and you still really love that painting, you might be dead as an artist. Mm. By Thursday, or at least a week later, you should know how to make that a little better. You should be able to know how to put that uh, humorous phrase together a little better. Mm. Or in a sneakier way that gets the bigger mm. laugh. Right, Ira? Are you there? Hello. Uh, yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. I can't know. Yeah. Okay. Hello. And and it helps to be. Yeah, I can hear you fine. It helps to be a, a good-looking guy like Ira and myself too. It's very, very, very <laughs> helpful. <'cause, laughs> and, and I'm glad George Clooney's back on the shelf because now we got the world to ourselves again. Let's go get my. <laughs> Well, the gray hair does, you know, it it does does work wonders. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I 
could I respond to a couple of things Ken said? Sure, sure. Hello? Yeah, okay. I hear you. Uh, the first is that my... Um, Good. Okay. Uh, the first is that my web goddess Gisela, who who has been very instrumental in um, in supporting my writing, uh, always points out that there is no guarantee if you put yourself out on the internet that anybody will respond. Guarantee that if you don't put yourself on the internet, nobody will respond. <laughs> so it's very important to. Um, to always put yourself in as many different venues as possible uh, in order to hope that one of them will click. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing I wanted to respond to was just uh, about mission. Uh, as a comedy geek, I was a, uh, or before I was a prose geek, I was a, a film geek. I used to write screenplays. Uh, and I used to write for a magazine called Creative Screenwriting, and I did non-fiction articles about um, about film analysis. And uh, to, to give you some idea of how long ago this was, after 9/11, the editor Eric Bauer uh, sent an article, uh, sent an email to all of his writers, asking us uh, to contribute to a special issue that he wanted. Uh, to publish called uh, about the role of the artist in times of uh, crisis, in times of national crisis. Uh, so I wrote a piece, one of my favorite of my non-fiction pieces that I wrote called uh, Humor is, uh, Laughter is Always Appropriate. And I talked about how laughter is uh, a healing thing that uh, helps people get through difficult times in their lives. And, and it really codified for me things that I'd been thinking about um, what I had devoted my life to doing. Of course, when I was eight, I didn't realize this. These were all things that came later. Uh, but I now really do believe that making people laugh is uh, a very positive thing in the world. So, I like to think that that I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. Well, laughter, laughter is good, I think. Well, it actually. What do you think? As I mentioned, as I mentioned in the article. Um, Hello. We're here. Yeah, I was wondering where the laughter was coming from. Oh, it's the laughter. Um, as I mentioned in the article. <laughs> Where's the oh. laugh track? That wasn't a very good joke I put out there. <laughs> they don't have to be. They, they don't have to be great as long as people laugh. Um, they're effective, right? Mm -hmm. um, and now my great thought is getting you. Ask another question. Go ahead. Uh, wait, no, I got distracted as well. Ugh, well okay. I, I like what Ira said. You've got to be out there on all those platforms. You never know what's going to happen. Here's another thing. Hmm. People are trying to find you. If you've got some goods, you've got some good stuff, they're trying to find you. They want that truth. They want that to be entertained. Yeah. They, they want that distraction. They want something that could change their lives, for crying out loud. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to find us. So it's our job to get out there and try to meet them halfway, at least. You never yeah. know when lightning can strike. <laughs> and in a wider world like this, you know, somebody could just 
just catch a moment of something that uh, a painting I did or a, a glimpse of a book or this show, and you yeah. don't know who these people are working with or who they are. Yeah. And with one phone call, it can change your life. No, definitely. Okay, so Ken, tell me about your book again. So you say it's a manifestation book. What exactly mm -hmm. is that? What is the full title, first of all? Like again, manifesting one, two, three, something, something. Yes, manifesting one, two, three, and you don't need number three. Okay. And in a nutshell, and in a nutshell, it's this: when we think of things, it makes things happen. Hmm. If you if you have a positive thought and you repeat it, you're building it. Right. And my my gifted friends can watch it happen. They'll call me and say this thing is building. Right. Or if I'm not thinking about it again, they'll call me. This thing is fading away. Now that's pretty impressive information, and it's not mm -hmm. the literature. So this is a big deal. Um, so the book simply, very simply, and that's what everybody says about it, simply cuts through all this stuff about vision boards and wish lists and yada 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 and the wishing and hoping and petitioning yeah. and you know, groveling and all this sort of business. And, and it simply states that when you're thinking something, it builds. Period. Yeah. Uh, it's like you hit the elevator button and here comes the elevator. It's just that simple. Yeah. So it's designed to uh, just make obvious what has not been obvious. And whatever's going on in your life, you've made this for the most part. You're responsible for where you are and what you're doing right now. And you can change it beginning now. So I just sound like a snake oil salesman, but when you go up to the website, there's these stories that come out every Friday from readers, and you can keyword search them, and there's, gosh, well over a hundred of those things now on all sorts mm -hmm. of topics. And it's the sort of thing people will call you, you know, they'll call me up and tell me the story. We just scream at each other like teenage girls. What? Shut up. No. What? <laughs> and they get these remarkable results. So uh, whatever is going on in your life, the things you don't want, you can you can change that, and the things that you do desire, you can bring those to you, simply stated. Okay, so is it just by just uh, saying it, or do you have to have action plans, or how does you, it you, work? You can say it or think it. it. Anything you do is an intention. Yes. You know, if you're thinking of something repetitively, it's building. If you say it repetitively, I hate that, I hate my job, well, it, it can make the job you can really hate. Okay. Um, you, you can do these things. Your words have power. Your thoughts have power. Okay. We have power. So That's if the number I, three of this thing. We're very powerful. Uh -huh. Yes. So basically, if I go and say, I'm a best-selling author, I'm a best-selling author, I'm a best-selling author. <laughs> yeah. Does that make me a yeah. best-selling author? It, yes, it can. It will build that or the equivalent of that because thought is a law. It's like gravity. Yeah. If you take that coffee cup and hold it out and let it go, gravity will pull it to the ground every time. It's the law. Yes. And, and gravity doesn't judge if you're going to do good things or bad things. It just pulls things to the ground. Yeah. And thought is a law. Mm. And for 20 years, I have sent things to my friends where they could see it. And it's been demonstrated to me unequivocally that if, if you say it, it starts to take form. Yeah. You may not be able to see it, but it doesn't. So if you're saying, I'm a best-selling author, there's a lot of ways, a lot of equivalents for that to be. Mm. Or you can be the thing that you think it is. Mm. If, if you're saying that, uh, um, you know, I just don't think I can pay the bills, well, that's a command. And it will create that. If you can make the command, and, and this is the part of the book, you can visualize you're in your future. Yes. And you make the observation that your bills and expenses are always paid indefinitely forward. You're creating that. 
Now, there's a thousand ways that can happen. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be punching in, punching out. Mm. And we've all seen those stories. So it, it's up to us. Yeah. And, and as I like to say, in my case, so far, so good. Yeah. So far, very good. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. Um, Ira, what do you think about it? You've read Ken's book. What What do you think? I've read most of Ken's book. I've only got it, my copy, a couple of days ago, so I haven't been able to read all of it. But I'm uh, about three quarters of the way through it. Um, what I will say is this: uh, I'm familiar with the law of attraction uh, from previous readings. I think there's some. Uh, very important psychological truths to it. Uh, for myself, it just doesn't jibe with the way I... Uh, the book is probably not for me. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Maybe, but what do you think about it? Sort of like, if you were going to do a review of the book, you know, sort of what, what would you think, like... Huh. What do you think of the pros and cons of it? Like, what, 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 you know, sometimes some people read them and they go, oh, wow, okay, this, this was um, unexpected, it converted me or something. So what do you think, what was the bits about the book that you weren't <laughs> particularly too into? And I'm hoping, Ken, that you've got a thick skin, right? Well, you know, when, when, when well, things no, no, no. Ira and I just, Ira and I just rely on our good looks. That's how we get by. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, you know what? You've got to send me images, so I've got to put it on my website, then everybody can come and see this good-looking man, okay? Well, <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that George was... Clooney was one of three triplets, did you? <laughs> so, so that's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we need an image to go on my website. Okay, so ladies can see this George Clooney man. Okay, you know gray hair is back into fashion now. You know, it's like you go and you're like, oh, check out those gray hair. I mean, hopefully you guys don't use dimmer frames. You know, with technology now we can't really tell, but I'm hoping you don't use dimmer frames. But I'm sure you can make dimmer frames look sexy as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, even the little human is finding this funny. Well, she is laughing. <laughs> well, humor is contagious. I suspect she's laughing because you're laughing, but or we're all laughing. She can hear laughter. Oh. Um, in terms of answering your question, in terms of answering your question, what I would say is that. Um, uh, the book is very clearly written, and for people who are not familiar with the concepts, it's a very uh, easy way of getting into uh, Ken's ideas, right? The ideas of the laws of attraction. So, um, if, like, the thing is, it assumes some knowledge, I think, on, on the reader's part. Um, so it, it might not be the best book. If, if you're interested in the laws of attraction, it might not be the best book to start with. Um, I think there are other books that kind of go into, into more detail about the actual subject matter. But the thing about this book is that Ken has a very specific um, method. Okay. Uh, and it's a method that I think people who are interested in the law of attraction in particular uh, will find very simple and easy to use. So okay. uh, for people who are looking for a kind of a practical how do I make this change in my life kind of book, 
Yes. Uh, they'll find Ken's book very useful. Okay. Okay. But it's just not your thing. Hello? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying that, but it's just not yeah, your thing. Sorry. sorry, Ken. Right. Uh, That's okay. Obviously, Ira didn't get the scratch and sniff version. It would have changed everything. <laughs> 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 okay. Right. Um, okay. So guys, um, we're gonna be quick now because this little human, she's she's tired. She's doing she she stopped doing her tantrum. Um, but I think I think she's she's getting exhausted now, and that's why I'm sorry. We, she's still taking her time in getting your drinks together, but we will get there eventually. Um, just in the meantime, though, what indie books have you read in the last year? Which one did you like better, or which one did you like best? Let's start where you can. My life is so crowded, I can't tell you that I have read a book in the last year. I, I have been writing another. Uh, that's about <laughs> as far as I've got into a book. But I already know what that book is. It's my own stuff, you know. So uh, shame on me. Maybe I need to knock off uh, those that one Coke a day. Maybe I'll get back into writing more. <laughs> Now, I, I, I want to know where we can find Ira's uh, work, though. We haven't talked about that. Go on, Ira. Ira? Uh, I'm sure we'll get to that. Before we do, I do actually want to answer your question. Because okay. I, um, in, in terms of promoting my books, I go to a lot of science fiction conventions. And I've been fortunate to meet a lot of really great uh, indie authors who I now consider uh, good friends. I can recommend a lot of indie books for you. Uh, let's start with um, The Five Demons You Meet in Hell uh, by an author named Timothy Carter. Um, really, really funny and a really interesting uh, take on the afterlife. Uh, okay. he's, uh, in his book, Hell is not so much a place of punishment as it is a place of rehabilitation. Uh, and the book also has a very uh, topical, I think, uh, message to say about bullying. Mm. Uh, another book is Hugh Spencer's Extreme Dentistry. Uh, I just love the insanity of this book. It's about uh, an alien invasion, and the <laughs> best people uh, to repel the alien invasion apparently are Mormon dentists. Oh. Um, it's a lot, a lot of fun. If you like more uh, straight-ahead science fiction, my good friend Stephen Pearl has a novel called Tinker's Plague, uh, which is um, uh, a really vivid and really believable uh, post-apocalyptic uh, mm. scenario. It's uh, mm. really wonderful. Um, what I suggest to people... <coughs> excuse me. What I suggest to people who are indie publishing is to uh, look for the indie publishers. There are some great ones in uh, Canada. Um, we have publishers like Brainlag Press, Pop Seagull Press. Uh, Chai Scene is actually starting to win awards and get international recognition. Mm. Um, and of course I can't uh, mm. talk to my novel publisher, Elsewhen Press. Elsewhen Press is only about five or six years old, but they do some uh, marvelous work. You should definitely check out their website. Okay. So you asked for one, I gave you a whole bunch. 
Yes, uh, you did indeed. Now, now in terms of... Go on. In, ter in terms of my own books, since can ask, um, uh, if you want a sampler of what I do, the best thing to do is go to my website. Uh, if you... Um, want the novels which don't uh, appear in any form in my website or if you want uh, anthologies that I short stories in um, I have a page on Amazon.com and it lists pretty much everything uh, that I have in print and ebooks so you can find me there okay fabulous and what is your name on what's your Amazon central name is that Ke um, Ira Naiman? Ira Naiman N-A-Y-M-A-N and yes <laughs> That is a man's name. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You know, I was shocked when I saw you, and I'm like, oh, I was expecting a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, perfect. So now's the point. Expecting of a woman. Yeah, go on. Expecting, expecting a woman and getting a George Clooney clone. I know. I know. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Tough. It life. only gets better from there. Exactly. Uh, okay, so now for some fun bits. <laughs> Uh, would you guys, what do you think about hosting a giveaway here? What do you think? Ken? Well, um, the first person that contacts I'm me... I'm all for it. Ken? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all over it. <laughs> so I'm listening. What, 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 what are you giving away? Well, uh, the first person that contacts what? Uh, you or me, I'll give them a free audio book and download. Ooh, nice. Okay, so... Right, so do you want them to leave a comment on... Where do you want them to leave a comment? I guess we could leave a comment. However you'd like to work it. We'll, we'll leave it on your plate. Okay, and, so... And then uh, they give you the email address, and I'll get back to them with a uh, download of the audio book that I... Uh, okay, so if people leave yeah. a comment on my website or on my YouTube channel, and mm -hmm. if you say 1 plus 1 equals 3, then... Uh, oh, Ken, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, then if anyone leaves a comment, I think you can see it, and then you can then contact the person and say, yeah, you get a free audiobook. Yay! <laughs> yes? So how long yeah. will you do this for? So from when the show goes live on the podcast, for how long? Do you well, want to do this for be, about a whoever, month? Whoever that first person is, then I'll take ah. care of it. Oh, okay, so just the first person. Yeah, okay, uh, people now, no mad rush, right? So the first person to leave a comment on the YouTube channel or my, or my website, um, and if you put 1 plus 1 equals 3, then Ken Elliott will give you a free audiobook. Uh, what's the audiobook called? Is this your manifest in 1, 2, 3? And you don't need number 3, yes. And, and, and a secret picture of Ira, so you really get a look. <laughs> George Clooney's better looking younger brother. Yes. Fabulous, fabulous. Okay, perfect. Um, and how about you, Ira? What giveaway are you going to do? Uh, I think I'll give away <coughs> excuse me, um, three copies of the latest book. It's called What the Hell Were You Thinking? Uh, good Advice for People Who Make Bad Decisions. It's... Um, uh, a collection, if you can get your head around it, of humorous science fiction advice columns. Okay. Uh, and it's very simple. Um, let's let it run for, say, a week. So if anybody's interested in getting a copy of that, write uh, Alternate Reality News Service in your, um, in your YouTube feed. 
-hmm. and then I'll just randomly pick three of those people. Uh, I will need an email address. What I'll do is I'll email you a copy uh, in the ebook format of your choice. Right, okay. So, you know, save me because I don't think I'm going to remember half of this. When the video goes live on the YouTube channel, if you just leave a comment with what you've said, then that way, when people go to the thing, they can just reply. How's that? Save me some work. Hello? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Send me um, a link to your YouTube channel and I will uh, uh, do that. Okay, perfect. <sighs> I'm, I'm dehydrated. I'm in a virtual cafe and I need, I need a drink now. It's like the, the rain is not raining anymore. Well, it's more like a drizzle. You know that really fine rain, the type that if you dare go outside within five minutes, you're drenched. Um, and for some reason, because I have all the doors and everything closed and then the heater is on, it's like, I'm really parched now. I think I could do with a drink. Obviously not a Coke. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm moving on to a Frappuccino, thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And this little human, she she's she's laughing as well. But it's all good. Well, you know, I need to have a word with her mom, okay? Because I'm not sure she doesn't get these drinks on time for us, you know. Since this virtual cafe has been open, she's yet to get one single order on time. Um so I'm gonna have a word with her mom, okay? Mama, you need to have a word with <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much, you know, I'm sorry you well, didn't get your maybe drink. Maybe you just... Sorry? <laughs> I was going to say maybe you should um, give her time to perfect her craft. There you mm -hmm. go. Yeah. That's, a, that's an idea. And make it compelling and make it funny, damn it. Yes. <laughs> but thank you so much for stopping by. You know, I we we we've uh, we got distracted with all the wonderful information um, that you've you've given us. Um, so five steps for self pr uh, to easy promoting your book. Make sure you you know why you're writing. You make sure you're doing it because you love your craft. Uh, go out there. I'm trying to summarize everything now because I've got baby brain. Um, so make sure you like your craft. You know, you can't you can't just go writing because you think you're gonna make loads of money out of it overnight. You'll be in for a huge disappointment. So five steps is make sure you like it. Second thing is, <clears throat> what was the second thing now? Guys, remind me again, please. Let's do it as a bullet list. First thing is to make sure you're writing because you love it. What's the second bullet list? It was uh, to do something compelling, okay. entertaining. Truth. Do, okay, so do because you like it. Do because it's entertaining and compelling and truthful. What was the third thing? Funny. Sorry. Funny. Planning, did you say? It's gonna be funny. You gotta, you gotta have some humor in it. Oh yes. It, okay. it wouldn't help to to have an offer of some caffeine to go along with whatever it is you're selling, don't you think, Ira? Okay. Perfect. So yeah. is that number three or number four now? I've lost track. <laughs> Uh, Ira had also talked about uh, you need to be out on all the social media networks, all the all the platforms. Perfect. And, and then I had also talked about, uh, and we're bleeding over a lot, and that's a good thing. Mm. Uh, to be willing to get out there and put the energy in this thing. Yes. You're going to have to put some equity in this more time than you might think. 
And, yeah. and you said something we didn't mention, and that is, yes, have have expectations, have high expectations. Yeah. But, but don't put yourself in a place where those expectations are going to cause you misery. I was very clear. It's yeah. going to take time. As you get better, it mm. becomes a little easier, and and your work will be more attractive. But just coming out of the box and uh, and, and trying to do something and think you're going to get famous for it is uh, yeah. it's not in the math. It doesn't usually happen that way. Yeah. Okay. And I so think. I, crap. Yes. No. Definitely. One, one of the things that one of the things that. Oh, sorry. Uh, there seems to be a lag here. Um, yeah. One of the things that I always sort of, uh, one of my thumbnails, one of the things that I always keep in mind is that I always have uh, kind of deadlines. I'd like to finish writing this novel by such and such date and things like that. Mm. Um, and it's important to have deadlines, especially when you are not, um, you know, when you're not professional and you don't have deadlines imposed on you, it's important to keep deadlines for yourself. Yeah. But one of the things that I've come to realize is that it's also important to forgive your problem, right? So have that goal in mind, but if you don't achieve that goal, then set the next one and make the next one. Mm. Um, because uh, as Ken rightly points out, um, if you start kicking yourself because you miss goals, uh, yeah. You make it that much harder for yourself to get back on track. So yeah. try at points to, to kind of derail that negativity that yeah. will hold you back from achieving your goals. Yeah. Okay. That's wisdom, Ira. And you know, we we both teach, and we learn a lot from our students. Yeah. We learn a lot from our students. Absolutely. And it clarifies what it is that we're thinking and doing. And when you said that, Ira, I, I, I get that you got that from teaching. <laughs> experience, that, you know, you, you you bring that out. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much, gentlemen, or George Clooney triplets. Um, <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you um, on the show. Um, to everyone else, you know, in the virtual cafe, thanks for stopping by. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, around. If you like the show, please spread the word by sharing it with your friends and family. Make it popular, make it go viral, so they say. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at EIYETUNDE1, which is I-Y-A-Y-E-T-U-N-D-E, -E, then the number one. Um, if you would like to be in the audience for the next show, or if you would like to sponsor the show, then please get in touch with me via my website, which is shagilolasalami.co.uk. So S E G I L O L A S A L A M I dot co dot uk. Thank you very much, and see you again next week on the Shagilola Salami Show. Bye now.